So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and right here we have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm doing fantastic, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little energetic, like vibrating a little bit. It's really cool. A little woo-woo? A little woo-woo. Yeah. A little woo-woo. A little woo-woo. A little Why woo-woo are you woo-woo, Rick? I, I, I believe that it must be the Venus transit, or... And, or Perhaps the energy that I've just put behind, you know, ah. waiting for it to show up and so we could watch it. It's the last time we can see it for 105 and a half years. Okay, so what is the Venus transit? Well, Venus is p- passing between, it's not really passing between us and the sun. We're sort of passing on the other side of it because we're the ones moving fast. Venus doesn't move very fast um, compared to Earth, but... Um, it's going it appears to pass between us and the sun so you see the disk a little just round black spot really go across the sun and, and you know why is that a big deal well it it happens once and then 8 years later it happens again and then it doesn't happen for another 105 and a half years wow then it happens 8 years later it happens again then you wait 121 and a half years and then it starts over again um and uh but spiritualists that we that we know and uh, my own sort of intuition is that this is part of the arrival of the or the restoration of the divine feminine and the balance between divine masculine and divine feminine because the masculine we've been experiencing for a while is not really divine masculine it's out of balance hoo-ha quien es mas macho type <laughs> Masculinity, which is, you know. Oh, give me a beer. Kenneth Mas Macho. That's awesome. So we're talking about the return of the divine feminine. Yeah. I wouldn't know nothing about that. Wouldn't know anything about that, would you? No, nothing about that. And Absolutely we not. have uh, a, a divine feminine guest tonight. We do, indeed, yes. actually. A, a uh, divine guest who happens to be very happens near and dear to my heart, um, although we have just met. Um, her work is much in alignment with my own work in the past, and I'm very, very excited and honored to have her on the show. It's the first time, in fact, that we've had a Filipina on the show. 
Um, and and to have a Filipina who's worked with um, worked with film and uh, trying to bring a new light and understanding to the lives of those who who we view as living a challenged existence in a third world country, that to me is an incredible incredible way to spend um, your your time and your energy. So I'm really excited to have her here. Yes. Super uber excited. Me too. Me too. I've taken a brief look at some of her stuff, and uh, this may be one of those backwards shows where you know the guests better than I do. Uh, You know what? I don't don't know the guests better than you. I I maybe know a little more about about the culture and the country and the experiences of filmmaking there. Oh, absolutely you do. Um, With regards to that element, because she's done very similar work to to my own. um, So... A, a little more, however, because I, I would say, just for the benefit of all of our listeners, that um, you really don't know until you go. Yeah, you can you can watch all the press photos. You can watch. That was a great video, by the way, that you posted about press photos, the behind the scenes guy. Wasn't that brilliant? I love that young man. He's he's a genius for doing that. Showing but. how a lot of those things are sort of posed, or at least made much more dramatic than they really are. You know, you got ten kids building a roadblock. Well, like we used to build forts and stuff, you know. Woo! But then they get them to set it on fire and put masks on, and all of a sudden it's a big deal. And then they sell that, and it's 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 a crazy concept. And you're absolutely right. You don't know until you actually go there, and that's where I stumbled through the first writing of my book and um, the attempt to make that film was that I went to the Philippines with preconceived notions. So, you know. It, it took me a while to see what was really going on, but it was an eye-opener, and I'm excited to have our guest here tonight so we can talk about some of that. So why don't we just do that? We'll talk about uh, sponsors at break time. We so, can absolutely talk about sponsors at break time. Yeah, because I went off about Venus Transit a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I do that. I wander off. You do, but it's okay. It's all right. I have you to... Reel me back in. Reel you back in, absolutely. So we have with us tonight Eileen Amparo from uh, the Philippines. Eileen, how are you? Hello, good. Good evening in Canada. And it's good morning in Philippines. Yes, yes good morning on <laughs> Wednesday morning over there. Yes, it is a good morning. A yes. day ahead of us. She's living in tomorrow for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that. I'm glad to be here. It actually, it's my first time to be on a radio station. I've never called a radio station um, like for asking questions, and here I am uh, with a full-length interview, and it's quite an experience for me. Well, I I, I think that your your work certainly warrants an interview um, and a conversation. Be the last time. No, certainly not. I don't think it'll be the last time at all. And I'm kind of <laughs> that's that's awesome that that we're your first. Um, so I have I have a base question to start with, and then we're going to just have a conversation. And basically what I want to know first is who the hell are you and what do you do? Okay, who the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I still don't know, and I'm still try- trying to figure it out in this lifetime, and I hope I will be able to. But there are things that I'm aware of. I'm aware that my name is Eileen Colio Amparo, and I'm a female. I am 34 years old. I was raised in Philippines, particularly in Gumaca, where where I where I am here now. 
it's where I shot the film Beauty and Darkness. And for a number of years, I have been working abroad as an architect. I have this 9-to-5 job. I spend all my day in the office, and it gives me so much time to, uh, like, be silent in my mind. And that's why I've come up with some creative ideas like, like the movie. And I'm not even a professional filmmaker. I really don't know anything about filmmaking. It's just that I happen to have this passion to to share what I have learned with this very beautiful people that I've discovered just last year. So what else? Um, I love organic farming. Actually, I have this small garden in, in our backyard. And this is one of uh, the future projects that I wanted to incorporate uh, with Beauty in Darkness. Like, there, there will be no more hunger. I mean, less hunger if we will be able to grow our own food. And I love nature. Um, I love art. And I am an environmentalist as well and a humanitarian in, in, some, in some circumstances. Now, see, and I, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> First, I have to say that right off the top, for everything, everything that you do and everything that you are and everything that you represent, um, you're really the walking, talking Filipino spirit to me, and I can say that quite honestly, having gone there and spent a great deal of time um, having some really deep heart-to-hearts with the people from your country. I'm curious, though, because your your description of your perception of the world is not mm-hmm. one that you would generally find from a traditionally raised Filipina because oh. the Philippines is such a, a strong Catholic and Christian um yeah. Christian based community and country. How was it for you growing up? So we'll start with the backstory. Growing up and seeing a different world than what you were being told was the reality. Oh my God, it was long, long time ago. I think it started when I was little. It was it was kind of very, very mild, like hunches that something's quite wrong where I am. You know, I have a normal family. My family loves me. I don't have too much problems in finances. Like, everything's going fine, but then there's something quite missing, and I don't know where this information is coming from. And even, I used to go to a Catholic school and we pray, you know, every day, rosary every day, until I'm not convinced and I don't know why. And no one, no one even is telling me to search for something else. It's only later on that I, you know, when I was like 20 plus, that I was able to search for other, you know, information. So when I was small, um, I feel so different, like especially in, in high school. I would be, I'm a very quiet and shy person. And there's an inner dilemma that is happening inside of me that I couldn't figure it out. But later I, I've, I've come across some information that um, some things are being done to some people and, and it's okay that they're acting that way because it is not them anyway. Um, there are things that have been done to get us away from who we really are and I just understood that uh, just recently and it's kind of depressing but 
but yeah, um, I was different, and I was very sensitive to a peer pressure. Um, it's very common here to have like a bullying when I was, you know, in high school and elementary. Um, you should be uh, wearing the same kind of clothes, or you're wearing the or wearing or talking or doing the things that you see on TV. And I'm kind of forcing myself to, you know, to do that. Although I, I try to fit in, but something tells me it is not it is not me, but it was like a trauma for me because I have been trying to force myself to fit in. And it's been going on for years and years until college. And then just recently when I went abroad, I met some, you know, different sets of people who have been really helpful for my, it's not an awakening, it's like being aware, you know, being aware of the things other than what is being taught to us, um, especially in a traditional country like Philippines. Um, I don't want to put down the Philippines, actually, that's why I made this movie to highlight the the spiritual qualities that they have, except that, you know, we are uneducated about so many things, so, so many things that we don't know. And if we knew, we, if we only knew, we wouldn't be um, suffering uh, like you know, this third world country. Yet, spiritually, there's something innate in the Filipino people that is almost unattainable in Western culture and that's what I found when I went over there and that's why I, my eyes were just popped wide open and going to your country actually changed my life. I wouldn't be doing the work that I do now if not for my trip to the Philippines. It was this sense of inner peace, this acceptance, this knowledge that God would provide and that all was well uh, and this this abundant joy that was in people who, by Western standards, had absolutely no reason whatsoever to be happy, that really piqued my curiosity about the people, and that's when I started talking to them. And they do have a really strong, innate sense of inner peace. And it comes not just from their religion, but from their sense of family and from their, from what I can gather, their sense of connection to the planet itself and, and the land that they, they live and work on. Um, so how do you marry that with with your new understanding of Western culture? That must have been... Oh, devastating. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it took a while. It took like many, many months for me to, you know, just try to accept it. Because these people are so precious, but they don't know how precious they are. And they're doing some, some, some things that, you know, um, do, are hurting them like overpopulation. So you were saying, uh, this, the Filipino people change your life. I mean, the experience that you've had with them changed your life. Um, it's still a mystery to me how they were able to, you know, maintain this laughter and joy and happiness and even strength in, to, to deal with, you know, daily struggles. It's still a mystery to me. Where is that coming from? It must be, you know, like, really strong spirit within despite of what has been uh, going on or what's been done to them they are deprived and in really dark condition but still this spiritual you know qualities are thriving and 
you just have to take time to see it and you will find it. It will never fade. And that's why, you know, this Beauty and Darkness, I will try to to promote it as long as I can, as long as I have the eyes to see this light in them. You know, sometimes I get caught up, like, for example, the last few weeks that I was here, I was so caught up with my schedules and really busy following up with the with the hotel schedules and trainings and I am losing I am losing that meditative state of my mind and I get so caught up with I I the ego is becoming in control of the things that's been going on and even I was aware of some information I also am vulnerable to be caught up with the cycles of you know the system and I just have to remind myself that you saw the light, just keep hanging on to it. And we will get there to the place where we want to be. That place is this beautiful world that we want to recreate. And I've had like-minded friends who are supporting me and teaching me, you know, so many things to look at the world differently. You know, I have to tell you, I have been an extreme pessimist before, before, like, when I was younger, I didn't know where is this coming from. I am a good person, but I have all these negative thoughts coming into me. But I have never been to like a trauma or abuse. But where is this coming from? So when I like when I you know started filming, I learned so many things from them. I just have to remind myself of the beauty that they have, and it's also within me perhaps because I have encountered them. Do you do you remember what the New Agers or spirituality people are saying that whatever uh, everything around us is a reflection of our inner self, and what you see is maybe what is inside of you. Is that, that's an interesting that's an interesting way of of explaining it, considering that it was right after I asked for you know, direction that I ended up in the Philippines and, and that experience with those people changed my changed my life. So that is an interesting way of of seeing that. Um Well and it but is if, it is true that if you're encountering it that it's within you. That's I yeah. wanna uh magnify that thought because it it uh it can't be one, it can't be any other way. The external world is a mirror. And uh, sometimes you need a reminder of what's really inside. And uh, from from what I've seen and uh, and what I've felt as you've described it, Jane, uh, there's an awful lot of these folks in the Philippines, a lot of these Filipinos that, that have it in spades. Yeah, I can honestly say that I've never... You know, I mean, there's many countries I haven't been to, but I've never quite met um, a people or a race quite like the Filipino people. Um, and that goes from the people who live in in one of the craziest cities in the world, which is Manila. It's absolutely insane city. Mm-hmm. Um, to the people who live out in the provinces, because I, I was blessed enough to get a chance to spend time, equal time with both, um, and have the same conversations with both uh out to people who I met at the rice terraces um and and it was the same like the same everywhere I went this warm light if you will it was it was really um you know you you called the movie beauty and darkness and 
I, I, you know, I say it's a light in the darkness, and that's what I've referred to uh, the Filipino people many times. They were they were in my darkest hour, um, one of the brightest lights I've ever I've ever encountered, and and remain to this day. When I get to my lowest, all I have to do is go back in my mind to some of the people that I've met, and they continue to be an inspiration for me to keep moving forward. So I I can see where this film and the work around it is a passion that you're you're not willing to let go of. Um we'll talk a little later about some of the challenges that you face because I I have had my experiences with that as well. So I'm sure there's been a lot of challenges with trying to get this story out there and trying to get people to see the same beauty that you've seen and to recognize what you're seeing. But yeah, it's I I honestly it's probably the most incredible experience I've ever had was, was going um, to the Philippines. Thank you very much. My Philipp- my fellow citizens um, should re- should hear this one. They will be very glad for being acknowledged for the beauty that they are. Thank you so much. Um, it's, I've just observed that because you're a foreigner, when a foreigner comes here, um, everyone treats a foreigner differently. Um, they are so delighted to see someone from other places come in here and visit, you know, the place and talk to them. It's like an honor and privilege to them, especially, for, you know, some people who came from Europe or, you know, USA. Um, they treat you like goddess, and that's why I understand um, the experience that you've had, that it's delightful of you, and it's one wonderful experience. Um, but it's different. I can tell you, it's different when you are living in here as a Filipino. Oh, absolutely. I would imagine that it is. Um, it it did take me a long time to to even get the service staff in the hotel to to call me by name. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took me about a week. Uh, but it was on my third trip when I was my third trip when I was able to go out into the provinces and spend some time with the family that. There wasn't so much a sense of being treated like I was, um, like I was an outsider anymore. Then it was, you know, I slept with the family, I ate with the family, I cooked with the family. I even partook in the killing of a, a goat for a traditional, um, traditional spiritual weekend celebration. And it just to go out and spend that kind of time with people who lived out in the provinces was, I think that was that was the thing that really, really changed things for me because there was a real openness about and and an honesty. They talked about everything from spirituality to religion to family dynamics um, to politics, and and they talk politics a lot. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, it was interesting to sit with a bunch of farmers out in the middle of nowhere, uh, sipping gin and drinking, you know, buco juice, uh, talking about corruption and government and and all of that stuff it was it was an education that these these people are not uneducated they're just perhaps you know you know i mean they're not maybe school educated but they're certainly educated in that they have informed themselves of what's going on within their own country it's certainly not unaware no yeah oh yeah and they I, may be it's cool and educated, but they have this wisdom in them that, you know, that could be the the people who have been into uh, training in uh, self self improvement. They just have this natural capability to just um, 
deal with the struggles and the things around them. It's just that it's different. It's done differently. But you will be amazed if you just discover them. So you you went to the United States to work? Did no, you get... uh, I'm, uh, I went to the Middle East to work as an architect. Oh, you went to the Middle East to work as an architect. Yeah. Okay. That, but wow, we are that dealing much... now with the with the Canada branch. We are, you know, we we are expanding a Canada branch, and we're working on some things there right now. That must have been culture shock as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Now, did, but did you get your education in the Philippines? Yeah, I graduated. Uh, you know, in. Polytechnic University of the Philippines is a state university for the poor people, but many many students there are really brilliant. My I, I admire my classmates. <laughs> um, yeah, it is in Manila. Uh, it was along a squatters area before you enter the gate. Uh, that's the school where I came from. I think I've actually been there. Really? Uh, it's it's along the railroad street in Santa Mesa. Yeah, I think I think we I think we visited that location actually. I, I've been to so many places in Manila, um, especially surrounding education. That, but it's been a few years, so I can't say for sure. So, how was your education in the Philippines? Um, as far as I mean, you would have had to pay for that yourself. You come from a middle class family. Not that there's really a middle yeah. class in the Philippines, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always somebody in the middle, wherever that middle may be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, we're not so poor, we're not so rich, so we're in the middle. Um, I, well, I, did, I didn't have uh, financial difficulties when I was studying. As I've told you, I didn't have so much struggles uh, in life. How, how, did it, um, how did it prepare you for... Uh, working on the international stage uh, with other professionals that have trained in other places. Um, the education in Philippines. Yes. Yes. Well, um, I did study in Manila, and the students, that, you know, the classmates that I have are very competitive in terms of uh, intellect. Uh, I still don't know why I have passed that, you know, it's cool because um, they are so intelligent and they kind of influenced me in a way and I was able to uh, balance and was able to deal with international um, scenes in the in the workplace and it was quite a shock for me, especially it's the first time uh, that I I went to another place. I've never been into a plane. I've never traveled to so many places because we cannot afford, although I wanted to travel the world, but uh, this first job that I have outside is is tremendously changing my life uh, year by year, as far as I, you know, I, I can say, because over there, you've met so many different sets of people, and you tend to expand your your knowledge and understand different traditions that that before you believe all your life that this is the one thing that you know I should I should be doing I should be following our Philippine tradition but now I completely let that go and kind of reversed no yeah it's a, it's um I would suggest 
you know, we talk about beauty and darkness here, and and uh, but just as an outside spectator, I would suggest that a, a place with that much light flowing through its people, mm-hmm. that's the beauty and light. The beauty and darkness is what goes on over here, maybe. Yeah. It's it's. Oh yeah, you're you're right. The country is a contradiction. Um, it, there's so much contrast there. There is vast wealth in abundance in Manila, and it's alongside with some of the most devastating poverty you will ever encounter. And so it's it really is a shock to the system when you see the contrast. Um, between between the wealthy and and the poor, so it, it's like I said, the country is a bit of contradiction. <laughs> it is. It is a. It's so not what you would expect. Now, on that note, I think it's about time for music break. So we'll take a quick break. We'll um, say hello to our sponsors, and then we'll come back. And I'd like to hear more about Beauty and Darkness and how you began that journey and where it took you. Yeah. What what are we going to listen to? Well, did you know that today is Jordan Okren's birthday? Today is Jordan Okren's birthday. Today is Jordan Ogren's birthday. So. So will you're. Uh, rustling up enough. some Jordan. Rustling up some Jordan. I just want to. Uh, we want to talk to our sponsors too. Yeah, one. That's what I was going to say. Huh? Say thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> because um, at least uh, Inner Child, we have the the two cornerstones, the two legs upon which Inner Child stands, right here in our chat room. We we do indeed. Um, so huge shout out and many thanks to Inner Child who um, featured Everyday Connection actually this month in their Inner Child magazine. So a big thank you for that, guys. Much love. Um, and of course, as always, you know we recommend stopping by Inner Child if you're looking for that open arm space in which to create. Um, you know, it's inner child everything, really. <laughs> they, well, uh, they the, the, welcome, the multimedia empire. Yeah, they they welcome everybody with open arms and love in their hearts, and uh, they take you for who you are. And you know, I, I've never seen any judgment in in no. their love filled space. So it's a good place to go hang out and and soak up that creative juice. And you can find all of their stuff at the new that, website. Which the is new uh, directory index website, which is uh, found at www.iaminnerchild.com. Right. And then there's another new beautiful sponsor that we have that we've had a few times on the show as a guest, actually. A, another safe haven for those lost spiritual orphans looking for Uh-oh. a mama to I've got embrace the wrong them. Limbs. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I can keep up with you. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so there, we have a new sponsor, and her name is Mama Webb. Um, she launched an organization, um, a place to go and kind of find like-minded individuals um, called the Spiritual Orphans, and that was launched a couple years ago. It started as a Facebook 
page, but she has expanded. She's now offering counseling, one-on-one sessions, guidance, um, or just, you know, like I said, gentle loving arms that you might need to shelter in. And you can visit her at mamaweb.com. And, of course, there's always... uh, On Facebook at uh, The Mama Web. And that's with two Bs, W-E-B-B. Absolutely. And then, of course, there's uh, our beloved and Ed Martins. Yes, indeed. Our uh, sister and sponsor and supporter and all-around lovely human. Yes? Yes, indeed. She's just an incredible personality. I'm very, very talented, Akashic record reader and clearer, and an animal communicator. And you can find her at inesmartins.com. Absolutely, and she'll be with us soon. Next week? Week from today? Yes, I believe I don't it know. is a week from today. I don't have my calendar up. Either I'm not do ready I. tonight. What Uh-oh. is, what is uh, Inez? <laughs> That's because you're woohoo. Yeah, a little woohoo. <laughs> That divine feminine thing is, you know, going on and... Really messing with your masculine brain, huh? Makes us masculine brains kind of swoon, you know. <laughs> and um, Power to the women. People have seen that. At some point, you've had a boyfriend that you're walking somewhere, sitting somewhere, and he sees a woman, and you know he loves you, but he just goes off somewhere. I don't know where we go. I don't know what it is. But... um Pheromones. It must be pheromones. Secret weapon. Something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be that. Anyway, Inez will be with us next Tuesday uh, answering your questions for the most part. So Absolutely. call in right at the right from the outset. We won't be making you wait until after break for questions then. <laughs> Absolutely. You can get her right off the hop. And you got it. Okay, so uh, a Jordan song, or maybe we should play in light of our guest and all of these folks in the Philippines that are holding the light, uh, that's how you make change. You hold the light. You let people know there's an option. You let people know you can live in a garbage dump and laugh and smile. And Hi. Change makers? Sure. Okay. So this is uh, the rough acoustic cut uh, straight from the uh, writing of it, of our theme to our film, Changemakers, the revolution solution. We'll be back in about uh, three and a half minutes, folks. Stay with us.
push the button when the song's over. <laughs> it's a good idea. Actually, this song is, it quits, and, but it says it still has 10 seconds to go. That's what you get for trusting clocks. Time. Clocks. Time. Time. What time. is time? What is this time, time thing of which you speak? Yet another illusion <laughs> for us to play in the energy of. Yay! Well, it's kind of like the Philippines, you know, there's. Perhaps this surface illusion that things are rough and things are bad, but seems like a pretty loving, welcoming, strengthening, health-making place to me. It is indeed. I found it so. Uh, you go somewhere where people are going to be happy no matter what's going on, then you're off the hook. You don't have to try to act some specific way to make them happy. <sighs> of course, you don't have to do that ever anywhere, and I would recommend against it, but, you know, it's a habit that I picked up along the road, I guess. My mother and family were very focused on appearance. Didn't matter what was going on, you had to appear right. And uh, I rebelled against that pretty hard in my teenage years, and God bless my parents. I think I gave them all their gray hair. <laughs> Fortunately, my dad, actually, my dad was gray when I was born, so that's my sister's. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, so it's not your fault. But, uh, yeah, I I rode my mother pretty hard in high school. It was not nice of me. Aww. But it's pretty normal, I guess. You know, I was just calling what I saw as, you know, the way I saw it. If I did something odd and family was in from out of town, it was a trauma but if there was nobody around and nobody else knew about it, it was just, you know, chew Rick's butt. But, you know, and I called I called BS on that. I was like... When other people could see it, that it became a problem? Right, right. Right. It was a minor thing if nobody knew. I mean, I was still in trouble, perhaps, but um, and told never to do it again. But by, you know, relatively calm words. But if there were family in from out of town or something like that or I you know exposed us to the neighbors she would wail as if I don't know she would have made a good professional mourner for Egyptian funerals <laughs> oh don't don't get me wrong well, I love mom. I love my mother like you folks wouldn't believe I really do and uh, uh, have an interesting relationship with her now that she's left the physical um, noticed her around with all this Venus transit thing going on really my red headed mama lady mm-hmm. oh your mom was a redhead 
Uh-huh. Oh, you're screwed, man. Oh, yeah, big honking redhead. No wonder. She picked me up from school one day. She was mad at me already about something, and then however I answered her made her more angry. And, until we wound up going down our residential street, you know, cars parked on both sides, kids playing. She was doing about 65, 70 in a big old burgundy Cadillac because <laughs> it was one thing that happened when she got angry. It was her foot went into the gas pedal. And, um, yeah, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, she also picked me up one day. She had just come from Bridge Club, and she picked me up at school, and she point, slid over to the passenger seat, pointed to the driver's seat. I had my learner's permit. I get in the car, and, hi, you drive home. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that would be me. She was not a big drinker, so when she did, it didn't take long. <laughs> wow. Mom and Dad both loved to have fun. I mean, they were 64 years married when she passed, and um, and I think it was just you know five years before that or so they were up whitewater rafting in Colorado, and you know my sisters are like, hey, come on now, you guys are getting old. What are you doing? And they were like, we never did that before. Anyway, back to the show. I'm sorry, I wandered off there. I, I was waiting for the tea to finish. I could hear in the distance, but Eileen has returned now. I came back. Hi. Hello. So, now we get to hear about Beauty and Darkness. This I want to hear. Oh, sure. Where do you want me to start? Jane? Well, what is Beauty and Darkness, and how did you come up with the concept to create it? Um and and maybe you can walk us through a bit of the the beginning process of doing that because it's it's a real challenge to go from I'm not a filmmaker to I'm going to make a film. <laughs> okay, um up to this day I still um can't imagine that I was able to produce a film. But then maybe it was in those moments that you know the talents are required and it came up showing. Um I went filming. I went uh, shooting um, some places, interviewing uh, teachers in the mountains. And all I want to do is just that. I didn't have a script. I forgot that I have to learn uh, how the script writing goes. I forgot that there is a directing side that have to be learned. All I know is that I went up there. But you know what? Um, I think it's like a divine, uh, divine guidance of some sort. Um, last uh, two years ago, I think uh, my my friend, who is very dear to me, started started uh, sending me documentaries. I think it was it was about uh, the people who are crossing the borders in Mexico and what's a terrible thing. And even though it's just being done as an interview, I could feel I could feel you know the the terror and the drama. And I said to myself, I wanted to do something like that. Uh, to present the reality as it is without sugarcoating, sugarcoating anything. So I purchased a camera. It's a camcorder which is on sale, and you know I, I was not very technical, and and there are some some um, I think inputs that is missing there. I don't have a a boom mic to insert in there, so technically it's like a failure. But then I still go. And then I went to to Philippines to <coughs> just I I just need to sip a, a tea for my cough. No problem. 
Okay, so I I went to Philippines. I have this four six days of vacation, and I started going to the mountains. And all I thought is that, okay, this is going to be a a story of poverty. We gotta have some issue here. But you know, little did I know that this is not the issue. I saw something else when I went up there. I saw the the lush green vegetation and the mountains and the rivers. And I said, these people doesn't have an issue. These people are the luckiest people on earth, and they are luckier than me because I am eating apples which has thirty thirty kinds of pesticides in it, and I am I'm living in flats. I'm living in, you know, mechanically ventilated rooms. They, these people are the luckiest, you know, people who ever live on Earth. Except that they didn't know they are lucky, because here we are programmed to. Well, let's let's admit that we are programmed to. That the meaning of the success is to have a, a house, is to have a car, to have some money in the bank, and that's what some people here are aiming for. And they didn't know they are complete already. They are whole on their own. And this is the one thing that they need to open their eyes to. And and up to that time, I was uh, shooting in the mountain. Um, I still don't have a clear scrape of what's going to be. And then I moved down here to to the town proper, down the, you know, the, 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 the plain side. And I discovered the people living in garbage. And when I went up there, uh, when I came to the dump site, I was really devastated because flies, big flies are flying everywhere. It's like you could almost inhale the flies. And it's even if you take a bath, it won't go away. And then I got uh, sick after a few days, not because of the bacteria that or, or the viruses that I've inhaled. It's because of that, the devastation that I encountered when I was filming there. It's the first time that I've been in a dump site. And as you can see in the movie, they are scraping this, you know. I, I, I'm sure you have seen this, Nikki, the, the scenes in the garbage dump where they are scraping the, the garbage day by day and it's yeah. all their life. Yeah? Yeah, so, I'm very familiar with Smoky Mountain. Uh-huh. And it could be uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually devastating. But then, they still have the time to joke around me. And they would laugh a lot, and they were quick while working. And I was really amazed. Oh, my God, this, this human being is so, like, superhuman beings for me. If I was in that situation, I would have killed myself already. <laughs> so I look up to them with so much respect and... And um, it's an honor to, like, just uh, be, you know, with them. And so, and then later on, I, we went we went to the, to the grandmother. I discovered that she is taking care of uh, three disabled children, where, where two were abandoned by the parents, and they didn't leave, left any address, and these parents are trying to get away from the suffering that is already there, that they already caused, and they left the the, the kids uh, to the grandmother. And this grandmother is, you know, um, daily um, making making ends meet every day. Like, 
there's there's no rest for her but i'm glad that she is strong enough for the family to keep them all alive and um together um she was she was for me a, a superwoman because no other kind of strength would would signify uh, the the quality of a superwoman in real life as this grandmother is portraying but no one no one knows about it um it's <clears throat> we have we have personified the the qualities of the strength in the movies like in supergirl or superwoman but for me this is the kind of strength that you do not see but it is very 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 powerful powerful strength because you couldn't maintain that that long long struggle every day how is she able to do that i couldn't and still i am amazed i am amazed by the strength she is carrying day by day second by second um uh, looking at her uh michael who was um in wheelchair um and dealing with a mentally ill son who is hurting him when there is no food and there is another kid who is deaf or mute and who is trying to help help her out um with with uh, selling charcoals and this is the kind of situation that we don't want to put ourselves into but they are there they are they are maintaining this everyday struggle so um i think uh it's uh it's a <clears throat> it's a good good way to give them a voice the the beauty and darkness is a good way to give them a voice of the wonder that they they portray to the reality of the world except that they are invisible and this movie is is the the opportunity to see it and then there's and then there's a uh, another student who is struggling with finances but he's really smart and he told me that he really wanted to succeed and he was uh creature of the year and I still I was amazed because his father is paralyzed and in between in between going to classes and being with friends and doing you know the household chores he still managed to take care of his father and still be able to get medals uh for you know for the school competitions this people really amaze me i don't have these qualities uh to be to be honest so that's why i look up to them and then i beg to differ with you madam i yeah you have these um, qualities indeed absolutely well, well, i may have some but but not to that extent well but not to that i th- i think okay i'm going to i'm going to take a chance here and say that yes i would say you do to that extent because i know firsthand how initially shocked and um how how much resistance i initially got from certain people with regards to wanting to do a film showing pretty much the same things that you're showing um yet you persevere and you're not about to give up um so this is not this is not an easy journey so perhaps you might find that if you were in the same position that you would have that innate strength but it is in you um you just are expressing it in in a different way oh oh yeah i guess you're right well we are all taking different roles it is their role to play you know the superhero the, the strong woman the hopeful child and the you know joyful garbage 
uh, shifter and we are having a role of uh, bringing it out to the world and yet we are all working together in so many different ways um okay so after after I've done all the filming and shooting I went back to work and I have all the footages and I still don't know what to do with it I don't have a concrete you know documentary is a big thing it's it's a story that needs research it's a story that you need to research um about the the geographical the feasibility all these graphics that you need to present and I don't have that and if I have that how would I be sure that it is accurate and I know I know beforehand that you know some things are being you know misled so I don't want to to use this information I want to use the information from the spirit so I try to meditate okay god um let's say god or universe what am I going to do with this film how can I make a whole story that connects together and then I medit I slept and meditated you know there are so med- some med- meditation techniques like man like you will go into like some parallel dimension and you will you will uh, call upon for example the island that is a professional filmmaker and you will you will um, manifest that into this reality so I tried that I tried that even though I'm not sure what's gonna happen so I meditated and after 30 minutes I sort of had like this dream it, it's it's indescribable because it's it's uh, it's done by thoughts, not words. Uh, you you cannot you cannot describe the thoughts that I have there. So I've come up with uh, the beauty of these people that I'm gonna show. I'm not gonna blame the government. I'm not gonna blame anyone for you know the things that they did to their family. Irresponsibility. We're not going that way. We're going to start with you know a beautiful beginning, because these people are also victims of the misinformation. Uh, or, you know, if you could say um, DNA distortion. Um, they are just victims of this and they didn't know that. Why don't we start with a beautiful beginning, like the beauty that they have in them, these beautiful qualities. And maybe, maybe if we just focus on that, we can recreate the world that we deserve to live in. A beautiful world that that we are, you know, same as our nature. So there, I... I started cutting, cutting the footages, editing, and started to research, um, you know, the soundtracks. I think I, re- I still don't know how how it's being done. I I realized that there are copyright copyright um, uh, agreements, and then I searched for people who can teach me, like you know, a mentor, and I found one. I found one who was a professional. Um, not a filmmaker, but they do commercials, and it's been so kind to me to give me the pointers on what not and what what to do with a film in a brief time that you know I was trying to to do it, and it's it's a miracle that I was able to finish the movie. It's with the help of these people, and I have some friends who like edited the script because English is not my first language, and you know grammar grammatically. It should be corrected, and I thank uh, all these people who helped me along the way. Although I made most of the stuff, and also did the voiceover because, you know, I realized how much is it to pay a voiceover or pay a like a studio, yeah. it's way beyond you know what I can afford. So 
So I try to ask for people, I ask around people, and I just end up um, catching my own voice because I have no budget. But it turned out maybe okay. So I I try to save as much as I can and from my own pocket and made this uh, film uh, all done, you know, finished and launched. I think it was launched in January 1, 2012. Uh, wow. So how long Amazing. did it take you to make it? Just out of curiosity. Uh, the editing part? No, from the beginning of the concept okay. to, to the end. Okay, uh, it took me like eight months, I think, uh, including the filming, including the research <laughs> on, you know, learn trying to learn how to do film. Yeah, I think about eight months. Wow. Oh no, you don't have any strength at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't display any of that inner light and generosity and love and compassion. Nah. Oh my god. Um I I you know, I have this back pain. I have this sleep disc. And I have to bear the pain when I was sitting down because uh I would do it. Oh, by the way, I would like to thank my my boss, my employer because for some time we didn't have any projects at all. And it was my opportunity to do some of the, you know, cutting cutting and pasting of the clip in the office. And I think my boss knows about that, and he supports my work as well, because, you know, he's a very nice and kind man. It was not a coincidence that we didn't have any projects to do, but still they retained me because in the future projects they will need me. So I took the opportunity to do it in the office and the, during the times that we don't have projects, and then I would do it uh, after, you know, work, and then on weekends, like I have no, I have zero, zero social life because of this film, and it took all my energy. By the way, it took, it took all the strength in me, and I thought I'm, I'm just gonna need a break after this was launched, but it, but it didn't allow me <laughs> because uh, one thing like thing like led to another, and you know people are emailing me, um, wanted to you know like partner with me and do some you know things. Um, with with other people because they they connect they connect uh, with the experience that they saw in the movie. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, I imagine this would open up so many doors for you into rooms <laughs> that you never planned on walking into. <laughs> mhm. Never imagined. What an um, incredible journey. Just saw a story and were passionate to tell it. So you did. I did. In, <laughs> Thank in, God. In, in eight months, you've produced a film. Oh, I mean, how how is is it should be like one year? No, I, 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 no, no there's no I, how it should be. There's I, just how you did it. Is there's perfect. just how you did it, and and and, and that's awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's like we're we are all only instruments here. We have the bodies, and the spirit cannot do it. You know, cannot edit in the spiritual plane. So we have this body. They use us to do their, you know, the, you know their their work here to manifest their creation. We are all just instruments, and it's not my work. It is the work of you know some divine being that's more powerful than we've ever known. <coughs> Wow. Just gonna let that have a moment of silence so it could soak in there. That's what I was thinking. That's beautiful. 
Oh, thank you. I could all. I mean, I could picture you know a huge energy of bomb coming down here. Hmm. Okay, so we don't need to go run any, uh, you know, compassion workshops in the Philippines. We can scratch that off the list. This Philippines is handled. <laughs> no, well, like I said, well, they can I, handle themselves very well. When I brought the first, when I wrote the first book and published it, it, it really was that was my way of taking what I, what I had been taught over there and putting that out into Western society because I, I wanted to share it but I didn't know how else to do it but through my writing. And that's, you know, I mean, that that well, became for me a great mission was this is what they taught me. Check one, this out. Look what they can do. <laughs> one thing led to another, and look, <laughs> now you're doing heroes. it. Now you're being a superhero, Jane. So, see? I, I'm, We've got I'm, the Philippines I'm, on the radio all the time, and I love going to go down there on the film. Yeah, and she's into organic stuff. Maybe we should talk to her about the Changemakers film. <laughs> yeah, see, well, I, that's that's my only worry about the fact that you're going, you're leading the team in the Philippines, and I'm going to be here in the states, is that I won't be there to stop you from. It, it, it sounds to me like there's enough awesome people you could stay there about ten years filming. You you could you really easily, could. but easily. then humans are awesome, and if you look. I don't want to belittle the awesomeness that I... I mean, I can feel it every time we have somebody from the Philippines on the line. Um, but there's awesome people everywhere, including all these folks in our chat room tonight and listening online. Awesome people. Absolutely. And you, you never know. And this is this this story is, again, proof that you never know what you're capable of until you step out of your comfort zone and yeah, follow absolutely. that voice within and just run with it. Because, I mean, you know, it, to make an incredible film that's touching hearts and, and opening eyes in only eight months and to do it pretty much on your own is, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you had lots of help, but, you know, I mean, one core person driving the entire project, that's, that's an incredible feat of strength and willpower. Wow, thank you for reminding. Because, you know, sometimes I have low days. Okay, I, I've made this film, I did it on my own, I should be proud of myself, but sometimes when the work is too much, I don't feel that. Especially when you feel alone, when you are departed from your like-minded friends who are who have no support, and you keep hanging on to yourself and the, you know, the the goals and the projection of the future that you want to create. It will... It, it can be really hard sometimes, and just recently I wanted to give up because of you know I I am sick I am I have this slip disc and I need to take some time and take care of myself, but the keep keep uh, work keeps coming, and and I, I have this signs you know this divine signs that I should go to this I should go to meet these people interview this you know this person because it connects with your project and so I go. It's like, oh my God, when, when when will this ever gonna end? I'm gonna, I want to like retire, <laughs> and it's just started. I, I I'm just so blown away by how similar our stories are because it was halfway through the making of my film that I ended up having to quit work and handing the film off to um, my partners because of health reasons, and they were back related. 
Um, mm. And and it was yeah. brought to me that a lot of that was this um, feeling of carrying weight and responsibility on my shoulders, which was causing me to physically manifest um, yeah, manifest illnesses in direct relation to carrying the weight. Um, so let's take a little bit of weight off that back of yours and just say that even if you don't make it to, you know, any particular event, what you have managed to accomplish so far is so absolutely incredible and it is out there and it is in the public and it is, you know, accessible to everybody who has the internet. So the potential of that film, the work that you have already done, the potential of that to change lives is going to grow exponentially even if you never lift another finger to do another thing. So I just want you to keep that in mind that you have already changed lives and you will continue to do so with what you've already done. So, you know, it is an honor to have you on the show and it is an honor to get a chance to speak to you because you have shown the strength that that grandmother, the same strength that that grandmother showed, you've just shown it in a different way, and I think that needs to be recognized. Oh, thank you. What you just said is like a trophy, a reward of like a film festival award for me. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, to you know, to read, to have someone who understands and no need to explain is like a reward for me. It's very hard to find like-minded friends. Because when you are with your like-minded friends, you don't have to explain. You just say it, and they understand it right away. And and that's my that's that's the benefit that I got from this film. Is I find the like-minded friends more and more as day goes by, as months goes by. I find I find them, and I'm so grateful. I found my soulmates or soul groups. I'm so thankful for 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 this film. And for the others who have, you know, um, touched this film, um, I hope that they get the message that they need to get from this film. It doesn't have to be my own interpretation. It will be their own interpretation based on their own filters and their own experiences. She's awesome. The wisdom just gushes out. Isn't she awesome? <laughs> just comes. The wisdom just <laughs> oh. comes. Uh, I'm reading it in the spiritual plane. <laughs> well, and it's it's beautiful that you stand on your truth and say, well, it's like this big energy came down and, you know, I'm just an instrument. And uh, I think that there's lots more people that perhaps feel that way than are willing to tell that way. And I think that's an important part of the story that gets left out. But then great minds, Einstein on down, have always said that. So, see, so you're right up there in pretty good company, young lady. Yeah, and thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Divine genius in a little Filipino body. That's it. <laughs> little um, skinny organic body. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm curious, um, how, how has your film been received by the people, I mean other than us, but the people in your country who have seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so many kinds of reactions, as you know, because people are really different. Um, some people 
I get I get feedback like oh it's their fault because they didn't use condoms they didn't have family planning it's like on a blame side but I just disregard that because they they didn't know and then there are people who are so proud because especially the people who are living in Gumata they are quite proud because they, they there is a film that is you know being shot in Gumaka and the beauty of the Gumaka and the landscape is, is can be seen in the in the movie so they are proud of that and I've also talked with uh, some government officials here and the uh, I think the social welfare department here who will help me I think um, they're gonna show it on our local Gumaka TV station so that people who want to coordinate can you know contact the municipality with their existing projects and you know our outreach programs and I hope that's gonna happen soon so they like it even the polit politicians they like it because that's there's no blame uh, only only the beauty if we focus on the beauty I think nothing can can go wrong but if you focus on blame you go blame and blame and blame and you go to the negativity and then you will feel so like shrinking so we have a choice to do that but we don't want to go we will go there we've we've been doing that all our lives and yes my 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 personal friends they they are sort of proud of me because you know i'm not a filmmaker and i was able to do this and they like my work and then there are some people who just ignored it because it is not in connection with their own experiences and it's okay because you know they travel they travel on different roads and that is okay but i'm really grateful if people connect with me because we have so much work to do um to make this you know this world a beautiful place we have no idea the things that they are capable of even though we are limited physically but we can we can surpass that if we just start with you know from scratch we start from scratch and see the beauty that we are and i hope the people who are listening or who will be listening please connect with me and we get some organic stuff organic project to do like decorate this world beautify this world and we deserve it i okay we can okay, we can shut down the show the movie <laughs> we just play that, just was, play that was, section over and over again that's the that's it that's it i was i was thinking um that is a, a perfect introduction to one of my favorite songs and i'm thinking quick musical break and then we'll come back and talk really quickly about her organics and then give her links and then let the poor angel get on with her day <laughs> yes yes because it's morning there, it's morning there. We're, there. We, we post and go to bed she has to get on with living yeah, absolutely yeah. so uh, we'll we'll have a quick busy, uh, busy lady no no rest for a passionate heart really no, no. none needed yeah. No choice. Okay, so uh, Ina V and Earth Prayer. Absolutely. And uh, so we'll just get right to it. We'll be back in about uh, five minutes, folks. And uh, do stay with us. This is our home. 
Okay. Sometimes even when you push the button, nothing happens. <laughs> I seem to be having that same dilemma in my own little space right now, actually. I'm pushing buttons and um, nothing's happening. So for those of you in the chat room, especially our regulars, uh, <laughs> 
my computer is again locked up. Can't access you. Can't access it. So I'll say hello, I love you, and good night from here. Um, hello, I'll still I love be able you. Will you tell me your name? Yeah. Yep. It, um, I'll still be able to talk, but I won't be able to to type to you guys. So I apologize for that. But it, you know, it, it is what it is. Captain Hawkeye and Bill and <laughs> Janet and Peter. White light. And, and white light. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. By the way, welcome. Yes. Old friend, it's good to see you here, and I hope we'll see you more often. Um, I've spent many a time in in chat rooms with him, listening to other shows. <laughs> so I have to welcome him to ours. I'm very excited to have you here, Peter. And we're getting flowers and, and kudos back from the chat room. And I do want to mention, we talked about our sponsors, but I want to mention every one of our listeners and Everyday Connection family that gets on and donates $1, $5, or just spreads the word by sharing. Uh, it's it, You're all an amazing group of people. We're I feel blessed to have such an amazing family, and that, we, that includes you ladies, too. We absolutely, um, we would do the show without you. <laughs> We wouldn't have nearly. We wouldn't have nearly as much fun, though. I think, no. and um, definitely um, our, our sponsors and and those of you who have been donating, y- you are the backbone of Everyday Connection. You're the ones who you know keep us on the air, really. At the end of the day, so so really, thank you, much appreciation um, for for all your assistance, your love, and and your support. So. My lovely Filipina. Good morning again. <laughs> You've got more tea? Yeah. It's okay. Ginger tea. It's an organic oh. good ginger tea. Ginger tea. Yes, it's mm. very good for you. Yes, Especially I'm here when you're sitting drinking coffee. Shame on me. Ah, <laughs> I'm drinking tea with lemon and honey. Very mm. proud of that. Um, now, you said that you've got an organic project that you are launching or have launched. Do you want to tell us briefly about that and um, also tell us how to get in touch with you and how, how tell people how to find your movie, how to watch your movie, how to share your movie, and how to support your work? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the organic uh, project that I have, it, it, it hasn't been started. But I have this initiative because I went to just a couple of days, I went to a training to really learn hands-on how an organic farming is being done. And I've learned so, so many things. And there are doctors of, uh, in the training, in the seminar, who knows, they are doctors themselves, and they know what the medical you know, industry is doing to our body and the things that we should you know, stay away from. And I've learned so much. Um, without using pesticides in our in our plants, in our fruits, um, it can be done. I, I think it can be done, except that there's no awareness in it. Even in you know Philippines, what is I mean they don't even know what organic means. It took me like when I was 30 years old that I've encountered the word organic and what what it really means. I thought everyone is organic, everything that grows is organic, but there's a difference. Uh, organic farming is, you know, using natural, natural, um, natural uh, things to to grow to grow the food and without pesticides or chemicals. So only the awareness. I tried to film, I think, the the training and interviewed some of the doctors there, and I'm gonna, you know, paste it into a 
not so much like Youth in Darkness documentary, but uh, clips of interviews so that people can be educated. And it's really possible to grow their own food. Here in Philippines, we have so much land, and there is no excuse uh, for saying we are hungry because there is land, and only they need to be taught how to do it. They can make a compost. They can make uh, organic fertilizer. It's really amazing. I just discovered that uh, just recently that you don't need, uh, you know, sprays like urea, urea, to grow your own food and uh, you know and not be infected with um, this parasite. It's really amazing. So I'm gonna uh, release these clips uh, as soon as I get them, you know, all together. And of course, with translation because the language is in Filipino. And it will be for free. And I've collaborated with these organic farmers, and they are willing to promote the awareness of the organic farming here in Philippines. Because you know we are so lucky to have this land, and we should make we can make use of it. We can minimize poverty, and we can be more healthy. You know they said the poor people here, you know, in the mountains, they are the first class citizens because they, you know, they are they are having first class food unlike people in the city like like me I live in the city uh, I eat junk food and fast food and coffee and tea so we should bring this light um, in order for them to be aware of the potential of the land that is surrounding them and then oh yeah I will post it on my other website that I'm going to develop together with other health and fitness, um, you know, awareness, also maybe yoga and meditation. So I just need some to connect with uh, people who are aligned with this so we can promote the awareness and start educating people or or not educating, trying to make them remember the, the things that they are already. So because well, we I... can get so caught up. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, we can get so caught up in the system, you know, like the normal system, fast food, um, nine-to-five jobs, our dreams of uh, these houses and cars. We will be, we get so caught up in this, and it's time to, you know, shift away from the things that are not defining who we really are. I Right off the top I, of my head, I can think of somebody that we can connect her with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll definitely have to drop RC a line and uh, introduce him to her. Um, RC runs an organization and has launched a cross-continental education program that's an environmental initiative. So it, it connects a school in Manila with a school here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and oh, their and focus is environmental issues. So, yeah. So I'll connect the two of you because... Uh, thank you. And I think the government here has uh, released a, a law to encourage people to start uh, consuming organic foods. And it slowly, slowly uh, through the years, it will be implemented. And I think that's really exciting to see um, mm-hmm. the changes in government um, mm-hmm. in, in your country and in ours as well, although Canada is struggling right now with our not-so-beloved Prime Minister. But... Um, It really boils down to the people have demanded that this is what they want and the corporations and the governments are answering the call because the people have put their foot down and said this is how we want to be fed, this is how we want to live. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that people continue to do that. Um, 
and you know you're one of those change makers who's going to be at the forefront of that movement. Uh, very exciting times we live in. Very exciting. Absolutely. So how can people get a hold of you to support you and your work and to connect with you? Um, okay. Um, if uh, For people who haven't uh, watched Beauty in Darkness, you can go to www.beautyindarkness.org. By the way, I made this website by myself because I have to learn. As, you know, there is no fun to, you know, to pay a professional webmaster. So it's a labor of love, all of this. And you can like our Facebook page. You can email me. It's all in the website, uh, the contact, uh, the contact uh, page. You can just drop me a line, and um, we can go from there. And then I also have <coughs> updates of what's going on with with the partners that I have. Um, I've met partners who have been making incredible change in the world, and you can also learn from them. And <coughs> and I am collecting uh, stories. A beautiful uh, stories that that might inspire you. So keep uh, keep tuning to that you know website and Facebook page, and you can share it with your friends. That that's all I can you know I can ask for people. Just share it so that uh, we can spread awareness and spread the beautiful message. As for the charity is concerned, you can you can connect with the government uh, Gumaka government municipality because they have the stuff to do that. They have the system and schedules. And I'm, I I do not have, a, you know, like an NGO. Okay. So I'm, I'm turning you over to the people who are officially, you know, doing this kind of work in Philippines. And they are, they are willing to assist you. You can also visit Philippines if you'd like to meet the Beauty and Darkness people. I have one person from America came all the way to meet the people in the garbage and they had lunch together and talk a bit and that's the start of a beautiful friendship. Wow. Wow. I say again, I love you. Say again, wow. <laughs> what are you too. saying? You know, I mean wow. So I'm gonna move over to the organic projects and I'm gonna leave the beauty and darkness field being streamed all over the world and gonna move on to another project. Because I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of beauty and darkness already. <laughs> Eight months is more than enough to make me cry. And you know. So moving on and moving on higher and higher, I hope. Moving, moving up, it seems I'm to me. I'm moving up, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> up. It's so exciting. Um, we're going to have to. We're going to have to definitely keep in contact with you and follow this journey. Because um, I'm really fascinated by everything you've already managed to accomplish, and I just can't imagine where you're going to go from here. Um, again, such an honor to have you on the show tonight. And, yes, um, it's such an honor for me because, uh, oh my God, I survived. How how long have we been going on here? I survived. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. did, and you shined for the entire Thank 90 you. minutes. And uh, wow. it's an honor to uh, honor to know you. Thank you so much uh, for you two and the people who are listening. Yes, we've we've had several people mention in the chat room that they've become fans of your page and have shared it with their network. So oh, I got to check it out. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have the show posted uh, later tonight, uh, or certainly by first thing in the morning. You'll get an email with links, and um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so we'll 
We'll be promote. We'll. I'll promote your stuff just as loud as I can. Just keep me updated. Keep me in the loop. Absolutely. Thank you Absolutely. so much. All right. Well, what? Who's coming? We have people coming. Uh, I don't have access to the calendar. I, hope, I love my computer's frozen. <laughs> I hope we have people coming. Oh, we have Silas Bernardoni coming uh, Thursday, and um, of course we already talked about Inez Martin's coming next Tuesday. Yes. And. Um, uh, so, great stuff coming up. More stuff like tonight. Uh, I always think we do a show. I think, wow, how are we ever going to top that? And it's not so much that we top it; we just sort of equal it. We're all just cruising. It's uh, fun. So come cruise with us, folks. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And until then, stay connected. Night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Beautiful people. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me. And be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.